0: Wyatt Hunter in the backfield now. Hunter comes in with an impressive 922 yards. Souser, handoff to Hunter. He's got it, has more. Wyatt Hunter off to the races. They're not going to catch him. Touchdown, Grinnell. Welcome to the Tiger Sports
1: Livestream Network
0: podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network episode number 42. Today, we are talking with head football coach, Coach Brian Souser. We're going to be talking to him about the new Iowa High School Athletic Association revised schedule that came out today. Talking about the shorter upcoming season, I'll also run you through all what's going to be happening this 2020 football season. We'll talk about the wrap up of the baseball season and much more coming up on the Tiger Sports
2: Livestream Network. Hey there, I'm Joey Pollyye, third generation owner of Polly Eyes and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pags Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Maine and Broad Street.
1: Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow, growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans that the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today.
0: Alrighty, once again, thank you to your sponsors on the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network, Grinnell Mutual and Polly Pizza. We appreciate both those sponsors uh, for coming in and uh, helping us out here on the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network. So, we had big news today. Um, the 2020 Iowa High School football revised schedule came out today, and it's quote unquote revised schedule. Um, I sat down with Coach Sousa this afternoon to talk to him about basically what it means. I'm going to go over it. We're going to read through everything uh, just so we can get a feel of what it is um, and give I'll give my opinion on it. And once I sat down with coach, you'll hear what uh, Salzer said when he wanted to talk about it. So I guess we'll start out with it. This is the 2020 scheduling plan. All practices start on August 10th. First competition is on the 27th. The dates are currently unchanged in this revision, as are the weeks for state semifinals, November 13th to the 15th, and finals, November 20th to 21st. This revised plan was approved by the Board of Control on Friday. The Iowa High School Athletic Association plans to release further fall season and sports-specific guidance next week. Team schedules will be compiled and released when available. We'll get to that in a second for Grinnell's Dilemma. So this 2020 scheduling plan, in terms of the regular season, a seven-week regular season will be conducted. Teams will have the option of scheduling five, six, or seven games within those weeks. That's that's interesting. <laughs> when it comes to the point, postseason, this is what's going to get everyone talking. All teams in all classes will qualify for the postseason. Brackets will consist of six rounds for each classification. The Iowa High School Athletic Association will determine postseason pairings with geography, quality, and team availability as primary considerations. This is intended to be a one-time measure for postseason formatting, meaning this could be a one-and-done rule, but I guarantee if it works well enough, we're probably going to see it again. We'll stop right there. Postseason, this is huge. This is the equivalent of baseball. This is the equivalent of basketball. No matter what you go, you have a chance to make it to the state tournament. You could go 0-7, and you could still have a chance. This is huge for high school football because everybody gets a chance. I think this is so... I, I, I like this. This was well done. I give the state credit because you don't know if you're going to be screwed because a team has the coronavirus or something. You have to be prepared. This way, everyone gets a shot. You could have six out of your seven games get called because of COVID-19, but you'd still get a chance in the playoffs no matter what happens. Week 1 and 2 will be optional game dates. Opponents, locations, and participation may determined by member schools in 11-player football. This meaning, week one and week two are gone. You hear from Coach Souser, Waverly-Shell Rock has dropped their game against Grinnell. They will not play Grinnell. Our other non-conference dates to be determined with Mason City, South Tama, and then uh, someone else. Let me pull up my schedule here. So Mason City... South Tama are still the same for what we know and okay so Waverly-Shell Rock's done the game's still on the board South Tama, Mason City Marshalltown, that is all that we know in terms of what other comes next week 4, Newton, week 5 or excuse me, week 3 Newton, week 4 Oski, week 5, Benton week 6, Cedar Rapids-Xavier and week 7, Clear creek Amana. All this is very interesting because with a seven-game schedule, everybody keeps their district play. You play your district schedule no matter what, unless you're in 4A, 4A gets to play whoever they want. So we open two dates on the first of the season. Like I said, Waverly-Shell Rock is backed out. That leaves South Tama, Mason City, Marshalltown still up for grabs. If I had to predict anything, my guess is that Mason City will also drop out. And Grinnell will start the season with South Tama and Marshalltown, and then Newton, Oski, Benton, Cedar Rapids, Xavier, Clear Creek, Amanda. That's just my, that's my guess. Uh, because if that's the case, Grinnell only has two home games all year, just as of now with no non-conference games scheduled. And you'll hear when I talk to Coach Souser, he's really wanting to possibly snag two home games straight to start the football season. That's completely understandable. Uh, back to what I was saying. Now RPI formula. With all teams allowed to enter in the postseason, the ratings percentage index will not be utilized in the 2020 to determine at-large berths or seating. Thank the Lord. The RPI was probably the dumbest thing that the Iowa High School Athletic Association came out with. I, it's bad, but I'm glad it's gone. Like I said, district games. Classes 3A, 2A, 1A, and A will play their scheduled district games in the previously established order. This change means the prior week 5 becomes week 3, week 6 becomes week 4, etc., etc. 4A. In Class 4A, participating schools will schedule their own regular season games. The previously announced group format and success model will not be implemented in 2020. So the whole model that they hyped up this past spring, not going to be used. The Iowa High School Athletic Association encourages conferences to collaborate in creating their schedules. So they're like, listen here, CIML teams. We would prefer if you play each other in the CIML, but you don't have to. 8-player, I don't... (laughs) I don't even know. Uh, it says teams will play week three through week nine of their previously announced schedules in what is now week one through week seven. Due to the number of teams in the classification, eight player has opponents scheduled on the options of week one and two. Teams and eight player may opt out of those contests, but not change opponents of locations unless an agreement is reached with all participating teams in the Iowa High School Athletic Association. On to missing games. Due to the potential of positive COVID-19 cases forcing players and teams to miss games in the 2020 regular season, the revised plan does not penalize teams with a loss or forfeit due to state, county, or local health department determinations. This is another one of those things that was brought up in baseball. Because we saw Bishop Healing get it, but they were in a certain county that didn't mean a certain thing, so therefore they could go on and play their season. I talked about this in the last podcast about how... What happens if just one player gets it? Does the whole team need to quarantine? The state still needs to clear that up. Granted, it's up to your local health departments. A missed game due to COVID-19 will be considered a, quote, no contest and will not be made up. Teams may work with the Iowa High School Athletic Association and new possible opponents should they have open dates due to scheduled opponents missing games. So technically you could still fill in, but that's just a whole other story. Out-of-state games, teams with, uh, with scheduled games against out-of-state opponents may attempt to reschedule those contests during the optional Week 1 and Week 2. And finally, team participation. Providing for start dates as currently scheduled, the Iowa High School Athletic Association requests member state schools state their intent to participate in football's regular season and postseason by August 17th. It's very possible some teams could drop out. That would be very unfortunate. So here's how this all works in terms of scheduling. August 10th, first practice. August 27th, week one, optional for all, scheduled game. Week two, on September 4th, optional for all, scheduled game. September 11th, all the way through or October 9th, week one through seven, district games, 3A through eight player, and then selected game for 4A, slash, you know, whatever. October 16th is the first round. October 23rd is the second round. October 3rd 30th is the third round. November 7th is the quarterfinals semifinals on the 13th or 15th finals are on the 20th through 21st 64 teams, 64 teams. I mean, that that's insane. The amount of teams that are going to be going for a state title. My goodness. If whoever wins the state title this year, congrats. I mean, you, you did it. <laughs> I'd say you beat quite a few teams to get here. Um, This is all going to be interesting. This is all going to be so interesting. I can't wait to see what this turns out to be. Um, But without further ado, let's go right to the interview between me and Coach Souser, and let's see what he had to say. All right, I'm sitting down here with uh, Coach Souser, uh, head coach of the Grinnell Tiger football team. I have Coach on today because the Iowa High School Athletic Association came on this morning and released the 2020 kind of revised schedule and coach i'll start with what you i guess your your quick initial thoughts on the thing and if did you know this was coming obviously were you kind of in possible talks about how the state was going to figure this out were you guys just kind of in the blind and you went with whatever the state had to say
3: no as usual the iowa high school athletic association nobody ever knows what's going on until they just release it on friday afternoons and uh send everybody running for cover so um me, like everybody else, had no idea, no knowledge, no nothing that this was coming out at all. We knew that there was potential protocols and guidelines coming out next week, but the idea of shortening a season, cutting games, all that type of stuff was uh, brand new today, and obviously it's disappointing to lose games off the schedule, and the reality was, or is, even with a nine-game schedule, there was a chance of losing one or two games due to health and that type of thing. I don't know why we didn't just let it play out and, and get five. That's great, too. As long as everybody was going to make the playoffs anyway, I don't see the need to chop off two
0: games. The So the regular season, like we said, seven games now. Granted, some of them are optional from what I'm getting, but so you have to play the whole district, we get that, but so now it's right. just two non-conference games instead of what a normal would be or I guess kind of explain what was what will happen here
3: yeah it's two non-district games um if you choose to play them so unfortunately again we're kind of back to where we were in January we have to find two people willing to play us and Waverly Shaw Rock has already backed out of the week one game so you know they didn't want to play that game anyway you know and uh, so they chose to back out so now here we are again 35 days from kickoff, uh, scrambling to find opponents.
0: I assume South Tama will be at least an easy bid in there just because, you know, the rivalry game and whatnot. Um, but, I mean, when it comes to these scheduling problems, granted, RPI means nothing now, so do right. you think, I mean, we can't be the only team that's going to have this problem, you'd assume.
3: Well, no, I would assume that, too. It's just like it was back in January and February. What you have is all of the good teams are going to scramble to find games again. And all those smaller schools or maybe a little bit weaker schools that have the opportunity now to get out of games. That they were assigned, um, you know, now they can get back out of games. So no, we're not going to be the only ones, but you're 35 days from kickoff. Now looking for a week, one opponent. It's not a very good feeling.
0: Postseason becomes a whole different kind of animal. Now you have, what, like six rounds. Everybody makes it. It's basically like any other playoff in the state. Is this good for football? Could you see this continuing for football, or is this just going to be one of those one-time year and it probably won't work out?
3: Well, I think it's good, especially this year, because the reality was you could have a team play five games, four games, seven games, eight games, you know what I mean? So, like, I really – Thought or hope that this would actually take place this year that everybody gets in. Like, I'm always for expanded playoffs. Um, I don't know that I necessarily want everybody to get in, but I do like the idea of expanded playoffs. But this year, there's no other fair way to do it. Now, what worries me a little bit is postseason assignments. This reminds me of back in the old days, a long time ago, 15, 20 years ago, where you would make the playoffs and the state would just arbitrarily assign, assign you opponents. Right. You know, it didn't matter record, points, none of that made any difference. So, you know, you could go 7-0 and and play Pella round one because they decided they were close. Right. So, you know, that part's all up in the air. So it's certainly going to be a year unlike any other. I mean, it's a smart move letting everybody in the playoffs this year. I highly doubt that will continue after this year, though.
0: What do you think about 4A in the fact that they get to just schedule whatever they want? They don't have to deal with the whole districts and ever. Like, does that kind of help a 4A school that just says, oh, we can schedule the easiest schedule we can put together, and boom, we're in the playoffs no matter what. The seeding might not matter.
3: Well, it's on a different level, but it helped. again, it's similar to us having to find two games. Like, It's going to help the weaker teams and the middle teams because they'll all want to play each other. But those teams at the top, are all going to have to just play each other because nobody else is going to want to play them, which makes it makes it tough, you know. So I don't think for anybody again, thirty-five days from kickoff, scrambling to put together a schedule like like there's just absolutely no reason. Like something of this magnitude, you know, like this isn't like a new crisis, you know. Like no. you know, we're going on six months now of knowledge about this. Like if you're going to do something this substantial why you're doing it 35 days from kickoff makes absolute zero sense.
0: So week one and week two are optional, meaning obviously you don't have to play them, locations, everything else. I'm just going to assume that you as a coach are going to want to get two games in that schedule. Is that correct?
3: Oh, yeah, we're trying to get two. I mean, we don't want to lose any games. I mean, football is such a short schedule anyway, you know, so no, we are definitely trying to get two games.
0: The, in terms of the actual protocols and everything else that haven't, they haven't really come out in terms of games and whatnot, but what could you see coming out of this of how we're going to see actual in-game stuff change in terms of, do you think we'll have a less crowd? Do you think we'll have to make the sidelines a little bit bigger? What do you think are going to be a couple of the things we're going to see to just kind of help quote unquote combat, you know, this pandemic? I don't know. I mean, it's uh
3: an area of like how we all feel about the pandemic, I guess to a degree. Like you know, the reality is we just finished Iowa high school baseball and softball. Right. We had Ninety-six and ninety-seven percent of teams finished their seasons. There was zero hospitalizations, which is great. You know what I mean. I, I'm still not seeing where is there to warrant, uh, you know, these types of these types of decisions, whatever it might be. So you know, and again, we're talking about mandating masks and that type of thing, I guess I'm kind of, part of me just con- is confused a little bit in general, like if masks are the end-all, be-all, you know, then why are, why don't you just require people wear a mask in order to go to a game and let how many ever want in? Like, I don't, I don't really get all that, but um, as far as our end of playing, you know, with the guidelines of basically having to be within six feet for a period of 15 straight minutes, I know we think of football as a close proximity game, which it is, Right. but there's really never a time ever where you're going to be within six feet of an individual for 15 unbroken minutes. So right. as far as the gameplay itself, I don't see any reason under those guidelines why you would make any changes. You know, right. as far as sideline, you know, again, like I know the state of Ohio just came out with a bunch of new guidelines, which are good. They made sense. Like they sit on the sideline from the 10 yard line to the 10 yard line to yep. ensure that, you know, distancing can be managed, that type of thing. Um, I think that makes sense. Um, you know, talking about locker room protocols, you know, maybe kids go shifts to dress in the locker room to eliminate large gatherings in close proximity. But, again, you're never going to be there that, for that 15-minute threshold in anything we do. So I can see those couple of examples as far as the gameplay itself. It's just, you know, you're really never in that close proximity for a very long period of time.
0: I wanted to talk a little bit about the what you guys as a team have been doing. We'll get to seven on seven here in a second, but you guys have been doing a few practices on and off, just kind of like you were out there earlier this morning. What's kind of been? What have you guys been doing as a team to help prepare for this upcoming season? Even though the official practices don't start till the tenth, I think. But what have you been doing in terms of just smaller camps and whatnot to get the team ready?
3: Well, the kids have done a great job in the way we We're able to come back on July sixth, so we're. We're in the weight room four days a week, and our attendance, as I figured it would be, has been outstanding. And You know, we had a ton of kids that lifted nonstop during the whole COVID break at different locations around town, that type of thing. That's pretty obvious. Our kids are actually stronger than they've ever been, which is a really good sign. So, I mean, they've had three solid weeks in the weight room now. Um, on Wednesday nights, we've been doing skills, drills, just to get the kids back into football a little bit. That's, that's gone really well. we've had to have some some different protocols in the weight room like smaller group sizes reduced number of kids in the weight room at one time you know we sanitize the weight room probably six or seven times a workout so the weight room's never been cleaner than it is right now i guarantee you that so (laughs) it's probably not a bad thing but um and then seven on sevens will be this is our third week of seven on sevens this week and then we only got one more week of uh, full weight room then it's camp week and then we're into our regular season so it's uh an abbreviated summer, but the kids have done a tremendous
0: job with it. So you guys are back-to-back seven-on-seven champions these past two weeks in a row. Uh, yeah. Obviously, big accomplishment. How much does seven-on-seven correlate to the actual football field? Because you're playing these teams in seven-on-seven that you'll see this upcoming season. What I mean? How much do you take away from seven-on-seven that can be applied to the football field and say, yeah, this team's really good?
3: You know, some of the best things about seven on seven are you get a you get kids to have to perform under pressure. You know, you can't simulate competition and pressure in practice and in the backyard. So, you know, I don't care what you're doing. With a seven on seven game and you're playing city high and there's one play on defense where if they complete if they complete it, they're gonna win the game on a touchdown. If you knock it down, you win. You know, that's a little bit of pressure and our kids, you know, have really had to learn to to dig in and compete. Like last weekend we went six 0 zero and won the championship, but every game was a one score game. So You know, there's a lot of big plays that had to be made on third down on both sides of the football. Obviously, you're not talking about the contact aspect, but, you know, competition, seeing which kids perform under pressure and kind of seeing how kids stack up athletically. Like, we've seen mostly club teams the last two weeks. So, our kids have been exposed to a lot of tremendous athletes. And to kind of see our kids stack up, I do think a lot of those things carry over. I think sometimes seven on seven people say, like, oh, it's not real football. Like, I never said it was, but we sure learn a lot about our kids and our, our kids learn how to compete, you know, at a high level against really good athletes in a, you know, in somewhat of a live game setting. So, you know, I think those are some really positive things.
0: In the upcoming season, uh, numbers wise, how do we look numbers wise? Are we, do we have a bigger class than we've had quite in a while? Or what are we looking at numbers wise on the football team?
3: Well, our numbers continue to grow. And one of my main goals when we moved here was a uh, year three, I wanted to have 75 kids in the program. Um, year one we had 51 so i mean we had we had a little work to do a little work to do and as we sit here today we're sitting at 79 so wow. um, we, we continue to pick up more and more kids which i didn't know what would happen after the after the whole covid break if some kids wouldn't come back or they were scared to come back or they wouldn't be allowed to that type of thing but our numbers continue to grow and which tells me that the kids are enjoying a lot of the hard work and the things we're doing it's uh you know, it's really rewarding to see, and obviously having more success makes kids want to be a part of that, and hopefully we can make that continue, but, uh, you know, right now we only have 75 uniforms, so we have more kids than uniforms, so we're kind of into a different type of dilemma on equipment, that type of thing, which is a good problem to have.
0: So are we getting new-look uniforms, or are we just redoing what we did last year?
3: <laughs> no, we, we're just uh, we're just re- reusing. we got our three uniforms now, so... With the, orange, with the orange worked in there, so not, no new uniforms this
0: year. Uh, uh, I wanted to go back to the district schedule because I was thinking about it. Does this mean we read, like, the whole schedule gets redone in terms of district stuff because, you know, no. with how many district teams, or do we just stay the same?
3: No, all the district schedules stay intact in that order. So Newton is now week three instead of week five. Yep. So then it'll just go weeks three, four, five, six, seven in that order. So. Uh, well, week seven will be at Clear Creek Command. Week six, which is really strange, will be Senior Night against uh, Xavier. Yeah. And then, the playoff, and then the playoffs obviously start week eight. So districts are the same in that order, but non-district is completely back up in the air.
0: Right. And I mean, obviously, you probably are will try to get a home and away probably in that first or second game, unless you just love traveling on the road. Oh,
3: Yeah. I mean, we only have two district home games now, so with Waverly-Shell Rock backing out, or whatever adjective you want to put in front of it, but, uh, you know, if somehow we could pick up two home games out of the gate, that would be ideal, so we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't want to keep it too long, I just wanted to come on and uh, talk about what we had going on here today. Um, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Uh yeah, sure. I mean, is there anything else going forward uh, with the team? I guess tell everyone what you guys are working on and at least give a little hint of what to expect this upcoming season from this Grinnell team.
3: Well, we're heading one more round of 7-on-7 this weekend in Nebraska against uh, club teams from Nebraska, Iowa, and Minnesota. So, I mean, we'll... uh, That'll be a lot of fun to end up our 7-on-7 season, but, um, you know, overall, obviously we're excited, getting ready to go with uh, 20 starters coming back and, you know, we're probably as big and as strong as we've ever been and you know and the kids work ethic has just been, been tremendous in the weight room so i mean there's a lot of a lot of great pieces i guess you know it's it's disappointing for us during the seven game season but i suppose in the end i'm glad that we're having a season obviously because i think we probably have a chance to do to do some really special things this year if we can keep everybody healthy so should be uh should be exciting and i'm excited to play 35 days from today once we find out who the heck it is
0: we're playing <laughs> well we all look forward to it us with the live stream we hope you can get some more home games because i mean obviously if you win you get home games in the playoffs we'll gladly Absolutely, take those
3: yeah so, that's right
0: sure uh hoping for the best thanks for talking to us today coach and uh, have a good rest of your
2: weekend stay cool
3: yeah thanks blake appreciate right. you thanks guys
2: Hey there, I'm Joey Paulyai, third generation owner of Paulyai's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pags Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit Paulyai's or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Paulyai's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave. between Main and Broad Street
1: tomorrow. Some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow, growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready because we'll be ready like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today.
0: Alrighty, well thank you to Coach Souser for uh, stopping in and talking to us over the Zoom call, uh, he had uh, Dallas in the car with him and uh, the backing up you could hear was they were driving in the uh, student teacher car, so <laughs> that that was some of the noises you could hear in the background, but thanks to Coach Souser, obviously um, you know, he he understands what's going on, some things he doesn't agree with, and I agree with him completely That is, is it's a bad look for the state to come out only 35 days before opening kick, and you don't know who you're playing. Grinnell has no idea who they're playing. Waverly Shell Rock has backed out. That means Grinnell has no idea who they're going to face in week one and week two. And for sure, they're going to get those games done because, yeah, you want all the games you can. Um, I mean, this this hurts. This hurts a lot of teams. This hurts a lot of schools. It's going to mess up a ton of schedules. But I mean, in terms of football, we're having it. We're we're going to have a football season. That's the good thing. These players that have worked so hard in the offseason have a good chance to make their name known uh, across state history because this year is going to be the year. If Grinnell's going to win the title or have a shot to win the title, this is going to be the year. Um, and I think they have a really good shot. And our schedule, you know, at the end, the schedule really doesn't matter. You just got to do what you got to do and try to make it to the end. And if you can win all your games, that'd be great. But uh there's still a lot to be done. There's still a lot of games to be done. We gotta figure everything out. And uh make sure you follow us on the Tiger Sports Stream Network or follow me on Twitter at Blake Walker. Um We're gonna have a stressful couple of weeks ahead, um, but we are going to be ready. Uh that is for sure. Um a couple more things. Uh the baseball team fell short to Norwalk the other night. They got a big win over Oskaloosa, a big 4-3 upset. Congrats to Coach Stenberg and his team. Went to the second round and sadly lost to Norwalk 3-1. It was a good fight, though. Norwalk ended up moving on and beating uh, Centerville, I believe. So Norwalk's in the state tournament. Uh, Benton beat South Tama. Benton's in the state tournament. Grinnell beat Benton earlier in the year. Um, so Grinnell finishes the year at 11-11. And, and I talked with Coach Stenberg, and he was just happy for what they had done. He was improved or He was impressed that they improved through the month of July because that's when the best baseball needs to come. And, uh, you know, they worked so hard. And I'm, and he was, he was proud of what the team did through this crazy season. But um, also one more thing, it is confirmed we will be having another Tiger uh, game day, another quali- college-slash-high school game day this year, this upcoming season. There will still be one. We might have to implement some guidelines and whatnot with COVID. Um, but the big news about that, it will be on homecoming weekend lord knows when that's going to be uh in terms of who we're going to be playing uh, but it will be homecoming weekend it will be on the night of the homecoming parade and it will be considered the pep rally the pep rally will no longer be in central park and just be known as the pep rally the pep rally is now high school game day brought to you by grinnell high school brought to you by the tiger sports live stream network game and it will be done right downtown right in Central Park. We're going to have cameras there to videotape it and everything else for people not able to make it, and we will be right on the big stage, and we're going to go through the entire show. We're going to bring up tons of players to talk. We're going to have the cheer teams cheer, dance teams dance. We're going to have the band uh, play like crazy. It is just going to be a blast, and we'll have our headgear pick at the end of the night. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. We're already starting the planning for it, Again, we don't know who we're going to play, but I don't think that really matters when it's just, we're going to come together, we're going to have a great time, and we can't wait for everyone uh, to come out and see it. More information will be coming out in the next couple of weeks, but like I said, we're just kind of in a rush right now trying to figure everything out. But uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network, episode number 42. Thank you to Coach Brian Souser for coming in and talking to us. Uh, it's going to get crazy in the next next couple of weeks. Everyone's trying to get back to school. All I can ask of you guys, please stay safe, stay healthy, make smart decisions, and keep each other accountable because this is gonna, we're going to get through this, and uh, we're, we're going to get through it. That's all I have to say. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Um, I'm Blake Walker, and thank you for watching slash listening to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. Souser, handoff to Wyatt Hunter. He is going to have the first down to more. Wyatt Hunter, a foot race. And he is going to be driven down to the ground. It's a first down to more. And do you say one of the biggest plays of the night? They might be thinking it's over here, honestly. You have the wind at your back. Souser, though, hand off to Wyatt Hunter again. Wyatt Hunter with the block. He is not going to be touched. Touchdown,
3: Grinnell.
2: This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.
3: Any use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.